Welcome to the Adventure for Good podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Kim. In June 2018, we both left our careers at the age of 31 and started traveling with the mission of finding and creating work locally in the United States and around the world that inspires us while helping other people and the environment. This podcast documents our adventures as well as highlights the inspirational people that we meet along the way. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 17. Jesse Siete. Good job. Nailing it every time. Every week. <laughs> We're Kim and Chris. And today is part two of the van trip. Part two. That reminds me of Creed Dos. <laughs> Creed Dos. We actually talk about that in this episode. Yeah, we went. We, we had to take a ferry for like four hours and they played a dubbed version of Creed 2 with Korean subtitles. Yes. So I... You were addicted. I know that... He wins the second time. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert to everyone. And they bring back Dolph Lundgren. Lung, Dolph Lundgren. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Anyways. Turns out this is about the... <laughs> just doing a little movie review for everybody. <laughs> we did a five-week van trip in Patagonia and well, throughout Chile and Argentina. And this is the second... I guess the second episode of this series. There's only two. The second out of two. (laughs) And it's a compilation of recordings that we did along the way, only the second half of the trip. So hope everyone enjoys, and thanks for listening. Is that it? Sha. Okay. Chris is so excited to record. Aren't you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, surprise, surprise, we're in the van. Today is, like, day 26 of the van. Can you believe we've lived in a van for 26 days? Yes. I do believe it. (laughs) Why? Does it feel like that? Yes. (laughs) Is that a negative or a positive? It's a neutral. (laughs) Neutral? I mean, it's been good, but some days I don't want to have to search for toilets and hot water and electricity yeah. But other days I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. Oh, and the big news, we washed the windows yesterday so we could actually see out. That was fun. But then today we drove down a dirt road and now they're dusty again. Yeah. <laughs> That's some big news. Yeah, big news. So, I think last time we recorded we were at El Sos. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> it was my favorite campsite. <laughs> It was not free. We paid for the hot springs and no hot spring. Hot spring. <laughs> we went in that hot spring three times though. Uh huh. Got our money's worth. Did we? Yeah. Except we had cold showers. Who has a hot spring and can't have warm showers? And that cold sauce. That, that shower was like so cold that it made your head hurt. Oh, we've had our fair share of cold showers on this trip. So we left Alsace and we drove west to the coast. RMB. Let's not do that again. <laughs> That's where we went. What is it? Raul Malin. No, no, no. Raul. Raul. Marin. Marin. Balmacita. Balmacita. Yes. It's this little tiny town on, I don't remember how many people live there, but. I it, think it said like 300. Yeah, it's maybe. in the hundreds. <laughs> And basically the only thing that it's known for, well, I don't know if it's known for, but 
one of the ferry, it's a big ferry stop for people coming down to Patagonia. Yeah, it's a, a decent and, size. And Jonathan lives there. Yeah. That's we, the other thing. Yep. And anybody who knows anyone in that town knows Jonathan, apparently. Well, if you go to the tourist office, they tell you to go talk to Jonathan. Yeah. And then you go to the only store in town run by Jonathan's family, and then he charges you whatever he wants well, for a, a tour. Well, it's a grocery store and a hostel and a tour agency. And a restaurant. And a restaurant, all in one. Yep. And so we went on, well, in a roundabout way, we went on the tour. We were so, we paid for that afternoon on a, for a boat tour, but then there weren't enough people. He tried to conjure up some people. He, he drove around town trying to find people, <laughs> couldn't find anybody, wouldn't give us our money back. Until the next morning. Until the next morning. Because he really wanted to because, take us out. And so he found three more people in the morning, and we went on the tour in his little boat. Yeah. It was actually beautiful. It was a gorgeous day. It was like 70 degrees and, well, maybe 65, and sunny. And we went out to these islands and that were... Do you were, remember the name? No. Sisters Islands? Hermanas. Las Hermanas? Uh-huh. Yes. I didn't remember it. They're right... They weren't very far offshore and they were... 40-minute boat ride. Gorgeous. We saw sea lions and penguins. And otters. And otters. Three different types of cormorants. Four. Four, Four. different types of cormorants. Uh-huh. And some different types of bir- other birds. Yep. And dolphins. Yes. And uh, we were looking for blue whales, but we didn't see any. We didn't. We weren't sure what they looked like, so we might have seen one. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so we left RMB. Well, that night we actually caught to camp right on the ocean. That was the first night we've gotten to camp on the ocean before. Wow. With our van. It was a fjord. Okay. Well, it and was we've salt ca- water. we've camped on fjords before. A fjord. Before that. <laughs> okay. That's a good anyway. one. That's a good joke. Mm, the highlight of RMB was definitely the uh, the tour, I think. Yep. And then we left RMB and went. We were going to go to Futalafu. Yeah. Futalafu. <laughs> Mainly just because of the name. Because it's really fun to say. And it's a bunch, it's a whitewater rafting hub, but it was going to be cold and rainy the next couple days. So we skipped Futalafu and and drove all the way to Chai Ten, which is the, where the ferry leaves. Yeah, so Chai Ten is like the northern terminus, I guess, of the Carretera Astral, like as far as you can drive before taking a ferry. So we had to take a four-hour ferry from Chaiten to Hornorpiren. Sure, good enough. Hornorpiren. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Uh, but we camped in Chaiten one night and then took the ferry. And that was actually on the ocean. That was the first time we actually camped okay, on the ocean because we weren't on a fjord. Right, like before. <laughs> So we got to that town. It was pouring rain. We ate at a food truck. And oh, uh, once we got off the ferry, yeah. The ferry off. all went smoothly. It was a big ferry. There were hardly any people on it. Yeah, there was probably 20 people total. Yeah, and probably 20 cows. Probably. <laughs> In the trucks. That's exciting. Yeah. Anyway, we watched Aquaman in Spanish with Korean subtitles. On the ferry, yes. And then... Oh, and the other movie, Creed. Creed Dos. Yeah, Creed Dos. 
Anyway, we left the food truck, went to the campground, left the campground. Yeah, oh, the campground, though. It advertised hot tubs, but they were like $30 a person for a hot tub. So we didn't, Not use, worth the, it. We didn't use the hot tubs. They did advertise they had hot showers, but, and it was hot shower. So we left the campground <laughs> it was just and drove, drove through probably... 80 miles of construction. Yeah, on dirt roads, and it was raining. And then we arrived back in Portoc Thai. Portoc Thai! Okay, it's good. I'm having fun. I see. <laughs> Where we volunteered back in November, December, and part of January. With us, so, Panta Pajaros. So we went back because we knew we could camp there for free and maybe get a free meal and a hot shower. And they were really nice people. So we got a, we got to car, park there for free. They invited us down to their house for the first time ever. Yeah, we got to go inside their house, which was beautiful. And then we drank wine with them, had a little bit of free food. Mm-hmm. The next day, got free free lunch, free Wi-Fi, free shower. I shaved my beard. You did. You had an epic beard. I don't know. Probably about. one of the longest ones I've ever seen you with. Well, it was like I'm really growing up. Two and a half weeks of not shaving. And then we left there and drove back into Argentina across the Andes. Yeah. Yeah, we only spent one night at Punta Pajaros, but it was, they're just such wonderful people. It was really fun to see them again. And then we drove to Bariloche. Yeah. So Bariloche, they still call it Patagonia, but we're pretty far north and it's but it's gorgeous like it's all these mountains but not as high of mountains I think as down south where they're like all snow covered these ones aren't really snow covered but they're it's all these lakes too so it's lakes and mountains and just it's gorgeous and we hung out there for a day we drank we went on a a food tour we drank a bunch of beer we had a lot of chocolate yeah Bariloche is known for their ice cream. for their beer and chocolate, so we, we we spoiled ourselves. And then a lot of craft beer. And then we had to let some air out of the tires, so we didn't pop them when we got back in. <laughs> we didn't eat that much. <laughs> and empanadas, we had empanadas. Oh, the best emp- I think those are some of the best empanadas we had in South America. I don't know about that. They're pretty close. Although, or those one empanadas we got with your dad. Yep, at the ferry. Yeah. So anyway, we had empanadas, and then we left after one night because staying at Al Yeti was a little expensive. Yeah. And the guy was a grump. Yeah, he wasn't very nice. So we left Al Yeti, and now... Well, then we went to Angostura. Yeah, we camped at a top-secret spot. Yeah, outside of the city on the lake. It was beautiful. And then we... Now we're here... Then we drove north, what, about an hour today? And it's the end of March right now, and so everything... There are definitely tourists out and about, but most things are pretty dead. Like, their tourist seasons are January and February most of the time. So this campground that we're in right now is usually packed. Um, according to your information. According to what I read online on iOverlander. And there's one other per, one other car here. Yeah. And there's probably 80 spots. Yeah. So, so we're on the we're right on the lake. We can throw a rock into the lake if we wanted to, mm-hmm. but we don't want to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. 
And now we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we got 10 more days, 10 more van days. We're going to head north, obviously, since we've been driving north this whole time. And we got to say hi to Maria. <laughs> of course, every time. <laughs> and shout out to Maria, our listener. And more soon. Oh, wait, also we got an email from a friend of ours, Astrid. Yes. She also listens. Yes. So Astrid and Maria. Yay. <laughs> okay. Until next time. I can't wait. It's my favorite time of the day. Oh. 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 Okay. So, what is this? I think this is actually night 31. You're shining the light right in the microphone. They can't see the light, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Night 31 of Van Trip 2019. 29th? Does that mean we're doing it again next year? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> don't make that face. <laughs> it's been a, it's, I've actually loved it. It's been really fun. It it's has also, been, it's been good. It's been a lot of challenges. There's, there have been a lot of challenges. Mostly finding toilets with toilet seats. <laughs> yes. I don't understand how you can afford a toilet, but not a toilet seat. Yes. There's, there's a shortage. Of there's a shortage. Seats. And it's like, Soap, okay, we can bring our own soap. Toilet paper, okay, we can bring our own toilet paper. I've considered going and buying my own toilet seat. I know you have. But I was told that that would be gross to well, carry around a toilet. We'd have to have a toilet seat in the van and that you'd be putting on all of these random toilets. That's disgusting. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're thinking about coming to South America, bring a toilet seat. At the very least, carry toilet paper everywhere you go. Maybe an inflatable toilet seat. Oh, gosh. You just blow it up? <laughs> Ew, you want to put your mouth on that? It's disgusting. So anyway. <laughs> now that you've invented an inflatable toilet seat. I think it's going to be a big seller. Yeah. Well, we are, let's see, we left off last time, and we were at, by the lake at the campground with that was really empty, and there weren't many people there. We had just left Bariloche. Yep. And started the Siete Lagos route. Camino de Siete Lagos. Oh, the yeah. road of seven lakes. Yes. We saw, I think we saw all of them. Yes. Plus a couple of bonus lakes. Plus a waterfall. Plus a waterfall. A couple waterfalls, actually. We hiked I think we've gotten to the point where waterfalls are like, ugh, another waterfall. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't say that. I, I've been like that a few times. You have been. <laughs> which, I think they're cool, but they're just not, I don't know, they're not as cool, I guess. But they're so pretty. Agreed. Uh, I'm just saying. You stick your nose up. I do not. You just said that. <laughs> but what happens, so I was doing the math today. Uh-huh. And we've driven over 5,000 kilometers. So that's. Yes. That's over 3,000 miles. Yes. And I think... In four weeks. I think every three miles, we see a waterfall. Maso menos. Don't know. <laughs> Actually, that's not true, because a lot of what we were dri driving was in the desert. So, anyway, it's been beautiful. Yes. We did the Siete Lagos loop. Or it's not a not loop. Not a loop. Drive up to, and it ends in a town called San Martin de los Andes. And we hiked... Nope, we camped there. In a parking lot. Next to all of these huge vehicles. They're basically military-grade campers. Yeah. We'll, we'll insert a picture here. Yes. Right here. On our website. 
And yeah, so that was nice. Nice little town. We ate some empanadas. We drank some craft beer. Ooh, we got beer. You want it a beer? It was super windy. Oh yeah, it was a little windy. By a little, it was a lot windy. We were trying to cook our dinner in the back of the van, on the back of the van, and it was like, we were trying to shelter the stove from the wind. So we left there. Oh, and we met that guy. Marcus from Germany. Yeah, who was driving one of the huge... The biggest of the big. Yeah, they're basically zombie apocalypse vehicles. That's, That's what he called it. I understand. It's basically anything you could ever need. So we talked to him for a while. He's been driving his... They traveled around Europe in it, then they went over and traveled around the U.S. in it, and now they're down in in South America. He was with his wife for five years of it, and then she went back home, and now he's been driving for the last three years on his own. Yeah. Retired guy from Germany, really nice mechanical engineer. Yep. (laughs) Cool dude. Yes. And then we were trying to get up north so that we could cross over into Santiago or into Chile and get back to Santiago. And go to the beach. And go to the beach. But we took some roundabout ways to get there. So we left San Martin, and from the map, it's really hard to tell. Well, you can't tell which roads are dirt and which are paved. And I had read some things on iOverlander that these certain routes were prettier, and Chris, you looked at them too. I'm not saying a word. And... <laughs> Let's just say, okay, we left on it a It was Sunday. a little bumpy and dusty, <laughs> yes. and we spent we spent the last three days driving in a dust storm. Yeah, and pretty much. So. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, we pretty much, each day we drove between 8 and 10 hours each day. But we well, only went like 5 kilometers. <laughs> a lot more than that. In those three days, we drove over like over 800 miles, I'd say. Maybe. Maybe 700. Maybe. But... But most of it was... <laughs> it was very frustrating. It was just washboard. Anyway, so... And all... Like, we we literally got out of... At our little campsites and had to, like, hit everything in our vehicle because it was all full of dust. It was disgusting. But it was some of the most spectacular scenery. I think if you if you ever get the chance to drive up the east side of the Andes. It's some of the most spectacular. And, and, and the crazy part is when you, if you cross over to the west side, it's green and lush and there's subtropical rainforests and there's all sorts of amazing, beautiful, like, greenness. And then if you cross over to the east side, it's basically a desert with cliffs and plateaus yeah. and yeah. mesas. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So. We actually spent one night. It's just a dog don't, that you're looking for. Don't shush. Focus. <laughs> we actually spent one night. We didn't make it to any sort of city. There was nothing out there. So we camped next to this little stream in the middle of nowhere. Like you, there was nothing anywhere. Nowhere. Yeah, it was crazy. And the stars were incredible. There was. But... It was also a little, like, crazy feeling like you're out in the middle of the desert. Because we were. Because we were. And then the last, then we stayed two nights at campgrounds, one of which was, we never got the guy's name, did we? Yeah. Yori. Oh, yeah. Yori. Yes. Um, he had this really cute little campground. Enough and spots. No. Cute. No. <laughs> he had, like, four spots. Uh, you could probably fit 10 or 15 cars in there, I think. Okay, but, like, if 
Yes, but you'd be on top of each other. Anyway, he had a whole farm, basically. Well, he had turkeys and chickens and cats and dogs and a, a ton of puppies. Yeah, like, Chris like got like attacked. 15 puppies. He got attacked by puppies coming out of the shower. Well, the puppies weren't coming out of the shower. You were walking out of the shower and got attacked by puppies. And the shower was uh, the most interesting shower we've had. It was hot. But it was hot. And I don't care. Right. So it, it was a nice little campground. He mm-hmm. let us use his kitchen. Although he's not great at building fires, and so it was a little smoky. He smoked us out of the kitchen. <laughs> but wonderful guy, very nice. His animals were all nice. And, yeah, it was a great little campsite. Also the cheapest campsite we paid for. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. So that was good. And then last night we stayed at a place that the owners weren't there. We got there at 9 o'clock at night because, like we just said, we've been having to drive really slow on all these freaking dirt roads. And so... We, a little testy. <laughs> it's been really frustrating. It was. It's basically the equivalent of a KOA, but in Chile, uh, we Argentina. In Argentina. The ACA. The ACA, but the owner wasn't there, and so the there was one other camp campers there. I guess one other couple that was camping, and they let us in. Thankfully, yeah. would have been a little creepy if they weren't there. But it was still creepy, but it was less creepy. Yeah. So we left that campsite this morning, actually. And that one had warm showers, too. I don't think it was creepy. No. Maybe it was a little creepy. It was a little creepy. It was creepy last night. I think the reason things seem creepy right now is because we're going into winter, and so it's sort of the off-season. Yeah. And so all these places that are supposed to be full of tourists, there's literally nobody. Yeah, because we're we're in, like, kind of the mid-fall right now. So. And... That is true. I didn't think about that. that's why things are creepy. But yeah, there's just not that many pe- not many tourists around. But the super friendly guy who runs the place yeah. <laughs> showed up the next morning. This morning he so. wasn't unfriendly. Yes, he was. Well, he he didn't like yell at us or anything. He just wanted his money. He stared at us until we quite, paid. Quite 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 angrily until we paid. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we crossed back into Chile today. So Argentina has. Well, we, we just skipped a bunch of stuff. What? We drove through that valley for, like, three hours. I know. I was going to say, like, it, we were, we officially left Argentina for the last time on this trip today. Yeah. Now we're in Chile the rest of the time till we go home. And we drove. So the drive from Mendoza, basically Mendoza to Santiago, you cross over the Andes. And it's a beautiful drive. I mean, it's just. A huge valley. It's sort of like driving in the middle of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, and it well, the Argentinian side is a lot less steep, I'd say, than the Chilean side. Well, it's yeah. I mean, like it's, it's a gradual, it's a gradual climb. going up. And we were trying to. We realized we had some Argentinian pesos left, so we decided to buy agua con gas and fizzy water. Fizzy water, and uh, we found a place that made fresh empanadas and they were 10 pesos a piece which is 25 cents so that was really exciting so we got 14 of those 12 12, 12 of those we got 12 12 and empanadas and water fizzy water and that took us over the border and then it was it was gorgeous that that drive was incredible yeah, and it's been basically we were just reviewing i think in the last 31 days we've had two days with rain and like two or three maybe and like three days that had clouds yeah we've been so lucky with the weather 
So and, that's been nice. Yeah, we've had some cold nights, but it hasn't been too rainy, which really makes a big difference. And now we crossed over, and we're basically straight north of Santiago in a small little city called San Felipe. Yep. Which apparently, according to the people we talked to today, nobody goes here. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody nobody comes here for anything. So yeah. that's fun. Yeah, but we're we found a place on I Overlander, and there's this restaurant where the owners let people camp in their backyard. So we're in the backyard of the restaurant right now. We're the caretakers. Yeah, we have to lock the gate at night Be- because. The restaurant closed. It's a giant, it's probably five acres. It's pretty big. Maybe more. And it's got a soccer field, tennis courts, a swimming pool, and then some outbuildings where they host different classes. So tonight there was like a workout class, there was taekwondo, there was a pole dancing class. Yeah. And then there's some other thing going on. Yeah. And so we were in charge of locking up. Well, we literally were eating dinner and these people came over and... They were trying to fat shame us. They, they... It was their workout group, and they came and set up their workout equipment. They were smoking before the workout. That does seem a little strange. But they set up their workout, like, cones and yeah. stuff about five feet from our van. And then they put out their cigarettes, did their workout, <laughs> and then headed on home. Yep. So anyway, we're sitting in the van in the backyard of the restaurant, which mm-hmm. is supposedly the best restaurant in the city. Yeah. And we talked to the owner. He owns another restaurant. He just opened it two days ago. Yeah. And his wife is from England. Mm-hmm. So, and he's very, Argentinian. Very nice people. He's yeah. actually Chilean. but Oh, crap. We crossed over. He's Chilean. So anyway, that's it for today, yeah? Yeah, I think that's and now, it. Now, tomorrow we go to the beach for a couple of days, and then we go to Santiago, and then what are we doing? We're going somewhere else? Anywhere and else? Then, and then, and then uh, a week from today we fly to Rapa Nui, or Easter Island. So that'll be all right, and then... But before that, we have one more week of the van. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. No, it's going to be awesome. It's getting warmer. Yeah. Yeah, like today was much... It was like 85 today. was. Much warmer. Okay. All right, I got to go do my housekeeping duties. Yeah, sounds good. Bye, Maria. <laughs> Until next time. Okay. Time to record our last recording in the van. It's so sad. I know. It is kind of sad. It's our second to last night. So the last time we recorded, we were in San Felipe. Yeah. And we were going to the coast because we wanted ocean. And sunshine. And we got one out of two. Yeah. Well, first in San Felipe... To be clear, it was the ocean. I know. In San Felipe, you got a haircut at the... Didn't you say there was a bunch of Latin... Uh, People? Yeah, because... No, we music videos that were hilarious. I didn't say that. Oh, anyway, I guess. It's more exciting news, though. Our van got washed, and we paid $20, no, $17... For it to get completely washed on the outside and vacuumed out on the inside. And wiped down. So That was amazing because there was a lot of dust. And now there's still dust, but not as much. Menos. So, okay, no. <laughs> anyway, now to your point. We went to the coast, and there was ocean. And so when we left San Felipe, 
it was like 85 degrees and sunny. Yeah. And then you drive over some mountains and then it's like 55 degrees and cloudy. And the ocean. And the ocean. Essentially, like in this part of Chile, the the mountains kind of go right into the ocean. Yeah. So these towns are built like up into the hills. It's really cool. It's really beautiful. So the, the towns we were in were, if you want to look them up on the map, it was like Zapayar, which mm-hmm. is Z-A-P-A-L-L-A-R. Yep. And then basically south from there down to Maitencelo. Yes. Cielo? I don't know. Something like it's that. It's a hard one to say. I don't think they even know how to say it. <laughs> True. But we ended up not camping on the beach like we wanted to because... We asked around, and it wasn't really allowed. So Wait, hold on. We asked the police, and they said no. Yeah. So by asked around, we asked the police, <laughs> and by wasn't really allowed, it wasn't allowed at all. It was an infractiones. Yeah. So instead, which, which actually I think it worked out better. So we were able to go down to the beach, and we cooked dinner, and we had a beer, and mm-hmm. we watched where the sun would set. Except it wasn't sunny. It was just cloudy. But and, it was still pretty. And then we went to the gas station, which was like a megaplex yeah. for, for truck drivers. It's kind of like a plaza on like the Pennsylvania Turnpike or something. It had bathrooms and showers and... Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. And it was clean and nice and awesome. And it was free. So we camped there for one night and we were actually going to camp there three nights yes the original plan was to stay at the coast all weekend but then we were hiking so there's actually a really cool pathway that probably goes four five six miles along along the rocks right on the ocean yeah which is really neat but while we were walking it we started talking to a guy who was from chile but he's been living in canada for a long time and, and he was super chatty. Yeah. I didn't think we were going to get home for dinner. <laughs> we, we talked to him. He talked. Well, he probably about an hour. He talked at us for about an hour. and Super nice. Because of him, he convinced us to drive north from where we were into what's called the Elki Valley or, or Valley. the Pisco Valley, which is where they grow the special grapes that they make Pisco, mm-hmm. which is like the national liquor of Chile. Yes. So, they also have wineries here too, but it's mostly Pisco. Yeah. And so, so basically... We, we drove another six hours north that we weren't planning on. Seven, but yeah. Yeah, I guess like five hours north along the coast and then a couple hours inland. And then once you basically you cross back over a little bit of mountain action... And then this is like one of the sunniest places on earth, I guess, because the the grapes that they grow, the Pisco grapes, require that climate. And so basically every day is bright and sunny and every night it's crystal clear. And so there's there's also no light pollution here. There's no towns really or cities. And so they're big into the stargazing and there's a ton of observatories and it's the ruta de estrellas yeah the root of the stars yeah so right now it's a crystal clear night and you can see all of the stars and the milky way and everything so that's pretty cool yeah it's also going to be the hotbed 
for the solar eclipse in July. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So they're literally like... There's signs already. They're building it up. Like they're already like adding infrastructure. So it's like the Olympics for them. Yeah. Uh, So we've been in the Pisco Valley for two days and we were planning to just kind of check it out and didn't really have any major destinations. But we met a Swiss couple yesterday... Uh, at a picnic area and we ended up driving around with them they had a camper van as well and trying to find a campsite and spent a few hours driving around and met some hitchhikers that were also traveling she's from Chile and he's from London London. yep so we basically spent the evening having having a beer or two and maybe a pisco sour yep and then we went to our camp pisco elki in Pisco Elki. Uh-huh. So we went to our campsite, which was actually one of the coolest campsites we've been at. So that was fun. It was down in a valley next to a river under a bunch of willow trees. Yeah, we literally like would shut the doors of our camper van and the leaves of the willows would be inside. So. <laughs> it was beautiful. And then today. And we had a hot shower. <laughs> I was Solar hot shower. It was amazing. And then today, the couple from, he's from London, she's from Chile. They're renting a cabin out of the town a little bit from a really nice Chilean couple. Mm-hmm. And we, they invited us out to, to do lunch and spend the afternoon at their cabin with them. So we did that. We brought some food and drinks, and we sat, and they played music, and we cooked food all afternoon. And We, got, didn't, we didn't really cook food. The girl from Chile cooked food. And we got to know them, and we got to know the couple who owned the cabin and yeah. their baby who has more hair than me. She's a cutie. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a really fun day, really kind of a nice way to wrap up the trip by meeting a lot of really cool people. Yeah, and the woman that we met that's from Chile, she's from just actually a city not too far from here, and she ended up making us a bunch of food that was local to this area, and I guess that's typical that they make at home. So um, there was a fish dish and some lentils and pumpkin, and uh, it was delicious, a guacamole type with quinoa also. And so we are now last day we're we're camped up on a hill overlooking the town of Vicuña. It's not our last night, it's our second to last night. And then tomorrow will be our last night at a gas station. Yes. And then we return the van in Santiago and then we get on an airplane and we go to Rapa Nui. Yeah. So tomorrow we got about a seven hour drive to Santiago and more and then yeah we get to go to Rapa Nui on Wednesday so the next episode of this podcast will be all about a Rapa Nui adventure any last thoughts on the van well yeah a couple overall thoughts first off I tallied up we've paid for camping about half the nights so not too bad I've tracked all our gas costs but I have them in pesos and not in dollars right now so I will work on converting that but I think the the point on the paying for camping so the whole theory was by having a camper van we wouldn't have to pay for a hotel or hopefully not campsites but there was a handful of places where I don't know that we didn't feel safe but we felt safer in a campground in a campground especially 
if we wanted to go walk around or do a hike and we wanted to leave our stuff locked in the van, we felt better being in a campground than just leaving it on the side of the road somewhere. So usually if we were planning to do a nice hike, we would park it in a campground so somebody was there to watch it. Yeah. Because you're kind of a target because when you're, you have a camp, camper van, pretty much everyone knows that all your belongings are inside. So we had 100% success rate so far with people not breaking into the van. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. Just over 24 hours to go. Any other thoughts? What was your favorite campsite? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't do you, know. Do you want to know mine? No. What was your favorite campsite? <laughs> I was kidding, of course. Yeah. I always want to know. Yeah. What was your favorite? The one on the fjord by Parque Quaylet. Next to the big sign? Yeah. But it was beautiful, and we just got the most beautiful sunset there. It was pretty nice. Yeah. Do you have a photo? I, there will be a photo on the website. There will be a photo right here. <laughs> on our website. I think last night was one of the more unique ones because we were, like, in the forest. So yeah. that was neat. Yeah. I also liked the one where we got to look at the Fitzroy Range. Yes. That was pretty neat. With Mitch and Allie. And I don't know. They were all pretty amazing. Well, not all of them. No. Like The, the one at the gas station wasn't great. No. The <laughs> gas stations aren't great, but they have bathrooms and Wi-Fi, and that's nice. So. For free. I think, though, Yeah. Well, that might have been my favorite. So, how about any challenges? I, I asked you this the very first time we recorded about any challenges in the van. Has your opinion changed? What did I say then? You said you didn't have any challenges except living in a van with me. That's still true. <laughs> I think one challenge is... I think the overall stress of finding... Like, having to find bathrooms or having to just worry about our stuff, you know, try to find places that are safe and everywhere has been pretty, like everybody's been very nice and very welcoming, but you're always just a little worried about your stuff. And so, well, and just, I guess more so we've only really been worried in like the bigger cities near the cities. Right. But it's just, it's hard to relax sometimes. Yeah. And I think we need to get better at going with the flow. Yeah, we do. But, yeah, I think the trying to find bathrooms, trying to find showers, you know, after if you go for a long hike, you want to get clean, but maybe you can't for a day. And that, so I think that that kind of wears you out a little bit. Or you have to take a cold shower. Yeah, that's fun. We've taken more cold showers in the last month than I think I ever have. So I think those are the challenges for me. I mean... Sleeping in the van, it's a pretty comfortable van. Yeah, we haven't had any problems sleeping, really. There was some mechanical problems, but I'd say we drove close to 4,000 miles Uh over the last month, five weeks. And, you know, we had the problem with the fuel, the fuel line crack, and one flat tire. Yeah. So that's that's pretty good for driving the amount that we pretty drove. Pretty epic, yeah. Don't jinx us. We still have a little bit more. But... Yeah, but it's all downhill from here. <laughs> True. <laughs> Let's hope so. And I think the only other challenge sometimes is... Uh, I don't 
really think about it in the U.S., but the highways and the roads are laid out very well most of the time. Uh, well, at least compared, com- compared to here. here. Like, the, the traffic patterns just don't make sense, and they don't know how to put signs anywhere. Like, they'll put a sign, like, right after the turn of what you're supposed to do. Or the other day we were in a roundabout that had roads going through the middle of the roundabout that had a stoplight. Who puts a stoplight with a road through it and a roundabout? Why are you hating on their poor country? I'm just, I'm just saying the driving has been a little bit stressful. Yeah, I, I think it's their their signage is a bit poor, <laughs> slash non-existent, or I I think you know it's a combination of things. It's the signage, the markings. So, one thing that's very common in Chile and Argentina are. In cities, like, 95% of the streets are one-ways. Yes. But they don't they don't really tell you which way the one-way is going. Not all the time, no. It's really confusing. And there will be sometimes where there will be a sign. You'll get a sign that points you that it's a one-way to the right, and you'll turn right, and then 100 yards later, you've got arrows on the on the road pointing back at you that yeah. it's a one way the other way yeah. and so you're like panicking cuz you don't know what way you're supposed to be driving on this road or the other day 2 days ago we were driving on the highway we got to the went to that gas station and then went to get back on the highway the yeah. on ramp and there was a lane next to, to Yeah on the on ramp getting onto the highway there was a lane coming back at us with an arrow the wrong way on the highway Pointing, uh, with an arrow pointing at us yeah. the wrong way. So that that'll what the hell? Like, that'll induce a little bit of panic. <laughs> yeah. They but, al- they also don't, um, you know, some other common things that you see are very rarely are there stop signs, stop lights, or yield signs. Right. In in cities, and so. The intersections, it's sort of a first-come, first-serve basis, yeah. and most people don't stop. You just kind of, like, drive up and just keep going if there's no other cars, and if there are, then everybody kind of, like, I don't know, one of the people slams on their brakes and the other one keeps going. It's it's very confusing yeah. and terrifying yeah. a lot of the time. And we've seen that both in Chile and Argentina. Yeah, But, it, you know... For all of the confusion, we've seen we've a couple of accidents, but nothing major. But none, none because of that. No, a couple semi accidents that looked like just reckless driving. Yeah, I think that's them going around corners too fast and yeah. rolling over. We've seen like three rolled over semis. Yeah, but... one semi was blocking the entire road. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. And then one car, when we were down on the car Terra Astral, uh, there was a that car turned over but they had well that was to, that was he had a lot of weight in the back of his truck he was like a dj and he had like twenty thousand pounds of like lights and speakers in the back of his truck mm-hmm. and he went around a corner and rolled it over because he was way overloaded yeah so not because of the poor signage so we apparently, did stop and talk to them they were okay they were just waiting for help yeah so apparently the poor signs are not correlated to any increase in accidents somehow. Well, that we can tell. We yeah. don't know for sure. So all of our complaining is for not. Yeah, it's just observation and a little bit of frustration, which I'm sure 
we'd have it in other places too. Yeah. Would you do it again these five weeks? Yeah, but I would do it at a different time in our trip. So that's a yeah. different, whole different story. I would. We can talk about that. Later. I think tacking on a five-week road trip at the end of a eleven-month travel was difficult at yeah. times. Yeah, but it's the scenery has been amazing. I mean, we've seen it's been so diverse, like from the barren landscapes of Punta Arenas and like down in the southern tundra, like environment up to, like, all of Patagonia, all the mountains and snow-capped mountains, and then it's, like, the little... We get we did all the way up the Carretera Astral, and then when you get off the Carretera, it's more, like, lush, and, like, there's all those volcanoes around um, Puerto Montt area, and then you go over to Argentina, and it's all more desert-like, but there's still the Andes and all the way up. And then up here, it's just, like, now we're in this valley that's all green, but well, we're still but surrounded by mountains. It's a desert with a green at the bottom of the valley. Yeah. So. We've seen so many different landscapes. and I would say you'd be hard-pressed to find a more diverse road trip. Yeah. So if anyone's thinking about it, it's totally worth it. Even if you just did part of the Carretera or something, it's incredible. I think we should go to bed now. Yes. Any last thoughts? My arm's asleep. No last thoughts. I think overall very good. Obviously some challenges, but having traveled the distance we traveled, pretty mild. Yeah, yeah. And I don't ever want to live in a tiny home. <laughs> I would agree. We've, we've haven't killed each other by any means. We've had arguments. We've had a lot of really good discussions. And we're still alive. And we had a lot of fun, too. Right? See, and Sipo. Sipo. Well, vale. Claro. Claro. Bueno. Okay, and we need to stop. Yep, we're done with that. <laughs> Van trip done. Van days over. You wouldn't let me start with that, remember? Van days over, baby. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Ciao. Ciao. Bye, Maria. <laughs> Are we doing this? I'm so excited. Yeah. Is it playing? <laughs> it I want to do it. Let's do it. We have a quick addendum. So exciting. No. No? No. No? <laughs> hi, Maria. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Maria. We made it to Santiago. Barely. Barely. It's our official last night in the van. Hopefully. Well, something would have to go wrong, <laughs> really wrong, <laughs> more wrong than today <laughs> for it not to be our last night in the van. We're supposed to return the van at 3 o'clock tomorrow, so. But today, we left our campsite this morning. Everything was great. It was the best. Drove to La Serena, which was about an hour away, with the plans of stopping quickly at the grocery store and then also doing our laundry before driving to Santiago. And what happened about... We left the campsite late, and so that put no, us... No, we did not. And that put us behind getting to the, the lawn. We didn't leave late. We said we wanted to leave at 9.30, and we left at 9.27. So we were slightly behind schedule. 
And so we didn't make it to the laundromat on time. You're just trying to avoid talking Excuse about what me. happened. Excuse me. We didn't make it to the laundromat on time, and so there was a line. So we couldn't do our laundry. But that was after we <clears throat> tried to go to the grocery store. So we went to the gas station first. And while we were at the gas station, someone realized that they had lost their debit card. I don't know if I lost it or if somebody... I probably got pickpocketed. So a few is days... What I, is what I think happened. A few days ago, when we had previously driven through La Serena, Chris went into the grocery store there and got money out of an ATM and left his card in the ATM. We, that's not for sure what happened. <laughs> you remember walking away and not bringing your card. I was counting my money. So we went back. And to, I had to pay for parking. It was, it was complicated. Yeah. Although it turns out we didn't actually have to pay for parking. I, that's what I mean. It's complicated. <laughs> Nobody understands the system. <laughs> so we went back to the same grocery store and the plan was to look for his card and for me to get money out with my card. And before we canceled them because they're to the same bank account. And you went and tried to get your card, and they had about 20 of them, but none of them were yours. I think those ones were from cashiers when people leave their cards at the cash register. Ah, yeah, the machine might have eaten yours. I think when you leave your card in the ATM, after a few minutes, the ATM takes it back in and stores it in its belly. (laughs) <laughs> That's what we think. So I they didn't have their card. So I went to get money so we could get a little bit of cash and then cancel the cards altogether. And it turns out my card expired yesterday. So So this whole thing is your fault. No. So the machine ate my card too. For some reason it didn't So now there's two ATM machines in northern Chile with both of our bank cards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How awesome is that? It'd be more awesome if... We had a backup? If we had a backup. (laughs) But for some reason, when we left home, we thought it made more sense not to bring our other bank cards. Yeah. I'm not sure why. We can't remember the rationale. But it it definitely was a good decision from what I can tell. So the good news is we have credit cards and we have a decent amount of cash, so we should be absolutely fine. Uh, and we're going to get more cash tomorrow when we return the van and, and get he, our deposit. He gives back. our deposit back. So yes. we have. We won't starve. No, no. So at least I won't. <laughs> what happened again? You had an expired bank card. Yeah, that was definitely my fault. So we didn't get our laundry done. No, because there was too many people when we got there. So we drove the five hours to Santiago, and I got here in rush hour with the van. Trying to navigate a big city in Spanish is just not easy. It's just very stress-inducing. Because your Spanish isn't good. Well, neither is yours. It's it's mejor. It's mejor. (laughs) It's it's better than yours. (laughs) No, I think we're we're about the same. But... uh, it was a little stressful, and we tried to do laundry, drop our laundry off here, and didn't do that. It didn't work, so they didn't ha- couldn't get it done in time. So we ended up just coming to the gas station, and now we're camped outside a gas station for the night. Yep, it's beautiful. Positive. You got a hot shower. Yep. I didn't. Mine was so hot it burned. Yeah, that's not fair. Apparently, because these are truck stops, they heat the men's showers and not the women's. 
What bullshit is that? <laughs> it's a man's world. <laughs> I don't know. But it was quite the epic last day of the I band. I think you could have snuck into the men's. I probably could have, well, but I don't know. It was complicated. You actually couldn't have without me helping you. Oh, okay. I we had, don't need to go. I had to be escorted in, and they let me in with a key. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would not have been able to sneak in. I can't. Don't look like a man. <laughs> anyway, it was quite the adventurous last day of the van, and I wanted to add it at the end. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to do this again tomorrow? Because tomorrow's the real last day. Nope, this is the end. This is really the end? Yep, we're in Santiago. We made it from Punta Arenas officially to Santiago, which was the overall plan. Yeah, didn't have any hiccups nope. at all. Nope, okay. That's it's, it? It's bedtime. Okay, <laughs> bye everyone. Bye Maria. We're back one more time. Outro time. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If you haven't listened to the episode before this, go listen to episode 16. You probably should have told them that at the beginning. Well, they probably figured it out because it was episode two of a two-part episode. Yeah. You can find us at our website, adventureforgood.com. That's the number four. And on Instagram at underscore adventureforgood. That's it. Also the number four. Yes. Anything else, Chris? We're back, right? (laughs) No. No, we're not back yet. We're almost home. We're almost home. When this airs. When this airs. But right now, we're still sitting in the van in the Elke Valley. Right now, yes. Okay. Ciao, ciao, Maria.